For I am crucified with Christ And yet I live Embrace the cross Where Jesus Welcome to Crossbound Ministries where we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, encouraging Christians and pointing sinners to the cross. Will you please pray about supporting our broadcast and ministry that gives us the ability to spread God's word. You can get involved by going to crossboundministry.com. Please welcome our preacher, Mike Sadler, as he brings us an important message from God's word. Embrace the love Open your Bibles with me now to 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 14 is where we'll be today. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse number 14 as we're going through the book of Corinthians and this is where Paul has written to the church in Corinth because there was some problems, there were some issues. And Paul loved them enough that he wanted them to have the truth. He wanted them to live the truth, and he wanted him to straighten. They wanted he wanted them to straighten out their life, their church, and themselves and their family. Amen. It's the same thing God wants for me and for you. So let's look what the Bible says about that. First Corinthians chapter four and verse fourteen. The Bible says, "I write not these things to shame you, but as my beloved sons." I warn you. His beloved sons, he must have led them to the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. His beloved sons, he loves them. And he tells them, I'm not trying to shame you. I'm not trying to run you down. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. He says, but I am wanting to warn you. He says, I write not these things to shame you, but as my beloved sons, I warn you. You know, as a a parent loves their child, so much you watch over them you want to make sure nothing hurts them you want to make sure they don't hurt themselves you want to make sure the siblings aren't fighting you want to make sure that they're watched over and cared for and loved and fed and clothed amen that's what you want because you love them and paul loved the church of corinth like that and he looked at them as sons and he's not trying to shame them or put them down but he loves them And he's warning them, just like a good parent would warn their children, don't do that, don't put your finger in there, don't touch that, it's going to hurt you. And so Paul is warning them about the things that are going on, things they need to change, and and things that are are wrong within the church and, and within the people. Amen? And see, here's the thing, none of us like change. None of us like change. And especially the longer you've been doing something, the less you are likely you want to change that. I hear it so much. Well, I've been doing this the whole time. Well, you've been doing it wrong the whole time. I'm sorry to have to be the one to tell you that, but it is wrong and you've got to fix it. And I've run into that several times with people. They've been doing this for years, but it's wrong. And Paul says it doesn't matter what's going on. You need to fix it. You need to get it right I'm not trying to shame you, but I love you, and I'm going to warn you. See, if you don't care, you wouldn't bother even saying nothing to them. I'll let them go ahead and stick their finger in the light socket. It'll be good for them. They'll figure it out. 
Paul didn't want that for the church. He, he wants to warn them. He wants to tell them what they should be doing and the things that they should fix. So verse 15 says, For though ye have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet have ye not many fathers. For in Jesus Christ I have begotten you through the gospel. Paul says that you might have 10,000 teachers, but I'm the one that led you to the Lord Jesus Christ. I brought you to the gospel. Paul himself led them to the Lord. He was their spiritual father, leading them in the way of the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. Many, many, many others might come along. As there's many, and they're good Bible teachers. I'm, there's plenty of good Bible teachers out there. But Paul would always be the one that led them to the Lord Jesus Christ. And so many others might come along and teach him, but no others could have the same tender regard, love, and care as the Apostle Paul has as he pointed him to the Lamb, the perfect, sinless, spotless Lamb of God. And let me just tell you, any preacher, any teacher worth his salt is going to point you to the Lamb, to the Lord Jesus Christ. There are so many that lift themselves up and they want to do everything to lift you up and they preach everything but the truth. And it's just the truth that will set you free. It's the truth that will change your life. It's the truth that will put you on the path. And that truth comes from the Word of God. It comes from the Bible. And I love that about Paul. He always points to Scripture. He said, For in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel, the gospel that is in the Scripture. Amen. It's the truth that will get your life right when there's too many false teachers, too many phonies, too many wannabes that don't dare step on anybody's toes because they want to be liked, they want to be lifted up. But listen, if you preach the truth, if you tell the truth, you're not going to be liked. That's just how it is. Jesus told him himself that's how it's going to be. But just like a parent that truly loves their child, you're going to tell them many things that they don't want to hear. You're going to stop them from doing a lot of things that they want to do. Why? Because it is good for them. You are watching over them. And that's what Scripture will do in your life when you allow it to have the power and authority over your life where it belongs. Amen? And God will lead you down the right path. He never said it would be easy. So don't, don't come back and say, well, I've done this and it's been hard and I've had problems. and I've No, the Bible says... That is not going to be easy if you live a godly life. He said, Yea, they that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But here's the thing. He promises, he promises, he promises to be there with you every step of the way. No matter how bad it gets, no matter how low you go, you're not going to get below the arms of Jesus. He has got you if you belong to Him. Amen. And here's the thing. He didn't come to save you for a great life or drive a Mercedes or live in a big house or have a good job or not have problems. No, but He did come to save your soul from the fires of hell so that you could spend eternity in heaven with Him. But on this earth, we will have problems amen pointed to the lamb and that's what i'm doing today i am pointing you 
to the Lamb. He's the one that can change your life. He's the one that can help you when you're down. Look at with me at verse 16. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse number 16. Wherefore, I beseech you, be ye followers of me. Paul he, he urges them to be imitators of himself. That is, in his unselfish devotion to Christ. I'm giving it all to Christ. It's all about Christ. And in Paul's tireless love and his service for the fellow believers, he says, follow me. Amen. There is nothing wrong with following another man. There is, there is nothing wrong. If you, have, if you go to a church, you are following that pastor as he is leading you down God's path. Now, you don't have all your faith in him. Your faith is in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm not taking anything away from him. But if he's a good preacher, he's going to tell you the same thing. Your faith belongs in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because any of us, any of us, any of us can mess up. How many great men in the Bible that are much greater than I'll ever be made mistakes and messed up? Amen. So make sure you put your faith. There's nothing wrong with following a man. Paul says, wherefore, I beseech you. Be ye followers of me. Imitate me in my selflessness and my love and my passion and my tireless love for the Lord Jesus Christ as I, he, I, my, his love flows through me and goes in to you. Amen? Because, listen, there's some people you just can't love. There's some things you just can't love. There's some groups that you just can't love, and you can't do it in and of yourself, and you're not going to do it. But when you sit down and you put yourself aside and you allow the power of God to flow through you like a conduit, amen, that's when the love can flow through you into other people. That's when you can love the unlovable. That's when the love of God shines in your life. Because I promise you, you're on the other spectrum sometimes. It just is another person they say i can't love them and they're talking about you now i just can't do it i just can't do it but yes they can through the love of christ you see we're all in that boat at one day in our life or the other thank god for god's mercy thank god for his grace and you know what we can show others grace and mercy and love and service amen and devotion our devotion to the lord jesus christ that's what he says wherefore i beseech you i beg you please i'm pleading with you be ye followers of me as i lay down my own life to pick up what the lord jesus christ has for me i give it all to him you know paul didn't have a house paul didn't have a place to go and just hang out and put his feet up and take a bath and maybe read the newspaper or whatever there was back then he didn't have nowhere like that he traveled and preached god's word and when he didn't have enough money to pay for his food he made tents he was a tent maker he worked with his own hands amen and there is nothing wrong with that there's nothing nothing wrong with a man that if he even if is a pastor if he gets out and work and i realize some some churches are too big for that that takes up all their time amen and a good pastor is going to put all his time into that church but there are some smaller churches that i know where the pastor works and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that amen as the apostle paul did the same he did the same and as i say often i tell my own self some of the things that i have to do boy this will keep me humble and, I, man, I don't really want to do it. 
I don't want to have to do in there. I don't want to have to go clean that toilet or I don't want to have to whatever it is. But you know what I tell myself? That will keep me humble. I won't get puffed up with pride. This will keep me where I need to be because pride is a destroyer of your relationship with God. Now, it's not going to take your salvation once you're saved. You're sealed into the day of redemption. Your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You are His and nothing, not even you yourself, can pluck them out of God's hand. He said, no man can pluck them out of my Father's hand. That no man means no man, not even yourself. You see, it's Christ that did the saving, not you. And you put your faith and trust in him to save you. And you are sealed in the day of redemption. So you're not going to lose that. But what pride will do is drive a wedge in between you and God. God will literally, if you can imagine, you ever seen a football player running down the, to the end zone? And another player just sticks his arm out and knocks him down and blocks him. And I can just imagine... Maybe that's what God says he's doing when he says, God resisteth the proud, but he giveth grace unto the humble. Resisting the proud would be like putting your arm out like that football player, and he knocked the other one down when he stuck his arm out. But when you're humble, God's standing there not with his arm up, but with his arms open, waiting to love and care for you and show you grace, mercy, and love. Amen. He wants you there. He wants you in that position. And let me tell you, there's no better position to be in as in the arms of the Savior when He draws you close. Because listen, when everybody else runs away in your life, the Lord Jesus Christ, God Himself, will be the one that wants to draw you close and love you and comfort you with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the Bible calls Him, He is the Comforter. Amen. Look with me now in verse 17. For this cause have I sent unto you Timetheus, who is my beloved son and faithful in the Lord, who shall bring you into the remembrance of my ways which be in Christ, as I teach everywhere in every church. So in order to, to help them get back on track spiritually, the apostle Paul sent in Timothy here. He said, this is my beloved and faithful Son in the Lord. Amen. I'm sending him to you that he may teach you, may bring you to remembrance the things that I taught you. Timothy was instructed to remind them of Paul's ways in Christ, ways which he taught in all the churches because Paul's teaching was consistently the same no matter what church, no matter what city, Paul's teachings was the same. You know why? Because it wasn't his teaching. It was God's. It was the Lord Jesus Christ. He was simply a messenger. He was simply a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul is saying here, Paul is saying that he practiced what he preached. That's exactly what he's saying. And this should be true of every one of us, every one of us who engages in Christian service. Amen. You should consistently be saying and preaching and living the same thing over and over and over because it's then that's when people will believe it that's when people will see it in your life when you're consistent amen i like what my pastor said he said that when it's hard to do what's right but when you do what's right you can lay your head down at night and sleep knowing that even though they did me wrong i did what was 
right and I'm right with God and let me tell you that's a peace that only God can give you when you do what's right God honors and God blesses that what a man Timothy must have been Paul had a lot of faith in Timothy to send him there and this is this is what he says about Timothy faithful in the Lord Oh, what a way to be known. Oh, how I strive to live like that, to be faithful, faithful in the Lord, to be known for that. Amen. I'm going to send him to you to bring you in the remembrance of the ways that I taught about the Lord Jesus Christ, that I taught in every church, everywhere, every city. I'm sending Timothy to take care of that for me. I'm putting my trust in him that I know. I know because he has proven it with his faithfulness that he will hold true to his word. And it goes, it goes back to that one verse that says, Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. When you do the same thing over and over and over and you do what is asked of you and you're faithful in it, people will start to put their trust in you. Amen. Many people want to be in charge. Many people want to be the leader. But not many, not many will listen to what they're told. They all want to do their own thing. And listen, you will never lead until you learn to follow and do what is asked of you. I guarantee you, you go to any military base and find a five-star general, and I promise you that five-star general knows how to take orders, and he has his whole career, and that's how he made it into that position, by learning to take orders. I do what I'm told. Amen? And we need to be that way with God. We need to just learn and do what we're told and be faithful in the work of Christ. And verse 18, he says, Now some are puffed up as though I would not come unto you. Remember, he's sending Timothy. He's not going himself. And so Paul says, Now some are puffed up as though I would not come unto you. Hey, when Paul explained that he was sending Timothy to them, that the church of Corinth might have thought, might have maybe thought Paul was maybe a little afraid of him. Well, Paul's not coming himself. Paul sent him Timothy. But listen to me. Paul was not afraid to come to them himself. And that's what he says. Those, those are puffed up. Those that are full of pride. Don't act like I won't come to you. Don't act like I won't come get in your grill and set you straight. Paul's letting them know. These, were, these men were puffed up in suggesting that Paul was not coming personally, not coming myself to look them in the eye and to set them straight. I love that about Paul. He says, I will come unto you. And I dare say all the things that the apostle Paul had been through, the beatings and the shipwreck and the imprisonments and the this and the that, my goodness, that man must have been just almost fearless of the things that had happened to him because he knew what was going to happen when he went and preached. And many times he was attacked for preaching in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But he never stopped. He was always faithful. No matter if he was stoned almost to death like he was one time, or he was beaten or flogged or whatever else, Paul was faithful to preach. And Paul was not afraid to come to Corinth and look them in the grill and say, listen to me, you're wrong. You need to get it right and get back on track. You need to start following the Lord Jesus Christ and doing what is right. And notice what he says, puffed up. Well, that just tells me they're full of pride. That just means they, they've lifted themselves up way, way too far if they are puffed 
up. And remember, pride will drive a wedge in between you and God, and you'll start wanting the things that you want instead of what God wants. Look with me now in verse number 19. Paul says, But I will come to you shortly, if the Lord will, and will know not the speech of them which are puffed up, but the power. Now, at first reading at that verse, you have to wonder, what, what exactly does that mean? But you remember, Paul just told him, I know you're puffed up, as, and you're acting like I wouldn't come unto you, but he says, but I will, as long as it's God's will, and he will allow me. And he says, not that the speech of them, which are puffed up, not their speech, but the power. See, Paul promises that he will come in the near future. If God wills, Paul says when he comes, he's going to expose the pride of those who walk in the flesh and talk in the flesh, but they have no spiritual power. And that's what he's talking about at the end of that verse where it says, but I will come to you shortly if the Lord will and will know not the speech of them which are puffed up, but the power. He said, not the speech, not what they're saying, not how they're bragging about themselves, not how they're lifting themselves up, not how, not, not how they're saying how great they are. I'm not looking at that. Where's the power? Where's the spiritual power? Where's the connection with God? In other words, they are all talk and no action. They don't have any spiritual power, Paul is saying. And listen to me. That all talk and no action means nothing. I always say that if you have true faith, it's tied to your feet and it's going to make you move forward for the Lord because talk is cheap. Talk is cheap. And it's no different if I told my wife I loved her. I love you, honey. I love you, honey. I'm not going to take out the trash, but I love you. I'm not going to help around the house, but I love you. I'm not going to help you pay bills, but I love you. I'm not going to go to work, but I love you. Well, she's not going to believe me after a while now, is she? Why? Because I'm doing nothing to prove it. Talk is cheap, and that's what Paul is saying here. I'm not talking about what you're saying. Not that you're all puffed up in your speech, but where's the power of God on your life? You don't have it. Why? Because you're puffed up and you're full of pride, and you've got to get that out of your life. Now, look what he says in verse 20. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. You see, it is the power that counts. The kingdom of God is not concerned with much, it's not concerned much with words, but it's more concerned with your actions, with what you do. The, the Bible says the kingdom of God, it does not consist of just profession, but it consists of your walk and your talk and your actions. Your actions matter, in other words. Now, you can write this one down. You can write this one down. I'll say that again. You say what you think, but you live what you believe. If you truly believe it, you will live it. You see, you believe that life's all going to shock you if you stick your finger in there, and that's why you don't do it, right? If, and that's it's just as simple. You believe God. You believe His Word. You're going to live it out in faith. So you're going to say what you think, but you're truly going to live what you're going to believe, and that's what people are going to see is what you believe, amen? And sooner or later, what you believe is going to come out of your mouth. Verse 21, what will ye? Shall I come unto you with a rod or in love and in the spirit of meekness? The manner in which Paul comes to them, it, it depends on them. He says, what, you want me to come to you with a rod or with the spirit of meekness? 
with love. Wow. I wouldn't want the Apostle Paul coming after me with a rod. I would, I would just go ahead and humble myself. Listen to me. That's what me and you need to live out. Be humble ourselves. And then the power of God can live on your life and others will see it. And you can be consistent and faithful in our service for the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries radio broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs. Located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507. That's 352-897-3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.